0: Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the Back of the Range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. Thank you again for joining me here at the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 53. This is a special episode here at the Back of the Range. If you remember correctly, I told you we'd take the week off. We'd return on January 3rd, our first anniversary for season two. Well, we're still going to do all that. But, you know, the cool thing about calling the shots here at the back of the range is that I can post an episode whenever I feel like it. And this is an important one, and it's time-sensitive. So we're going to get into the episode right away. But before we do, just a couple reminders. If you enjoyed Season 1 and are getting ready for Season 2 just like I am, go subscribe in Apple Podcasts. That'll guarantee that you're notified when our newest episodes drop and keep leaving reviews in Apple Podcast, and keep tweeting, sharing, and reposting our content. Let's get these great stories from the game of golf out to as many people as possible. This week's guest on this special episode of The Back of the Range is Steve LeBrun from West Palm Beach, Florida. Now, if you aren't too familiar with the mini tour circuit here in South Florida, you might not know who Steve is. He's a 40-year-old journeyman pro that has had limited success on the web.com and the PGA Tour. He spent one season in the sun in 2013, and his best finish was a T-15 at the John Deere Classic. He's battled through shoulder surgeries, back injuries, the loss of sponsorships, you name it. Steve has seen it and been through it all during his long road back to the PGA Tour. The reason we are releasing this episode this week is because Steve is getting ready to head back out onto the web.com tour. With his back against the wall, after three average rounds in the web finals this year, Steve qualified on the number with a final round, 62. Steve told the entire story of that round and what it means for him, his family, and his prospects as a professional chasing his way back to the tour. Steve will be playing in the first eight tournaments on the web schedule, so I wanted to make sure everyone is tracking his progress early in the season. Needless to say we will be sending tons of serious back-of-the-range mojo his way. So for those of you that think that the life of a professional golfer is glamorous at all times, full of private jets, courtesy cars, and endless endorsement deals, well, during this episode, Steve draws back the curtain and reveals what life is really like for golf pros chasing the dream. So Steve, welcome to the the back-of-the-range. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. I've had a a whirlwind here the last couple weeks.
0: So, oh yeah, well, we're going to get into a lot of that. So let's uh, level set for the listeners. So it is the we're recording this episode in December in South Florida, where uh, everyone hates us because we have the great weather and uh, we just get to go play golf all the time. So you're here at Bear Lakes Country Club. It's in West Palm Beach. They had their pro scratch event. Obviously, you are the pro in this uh, in this event. This is kind of a silly season, kind of a fun thing just to do on an off week. So. Uh, who'd you play with? Give me a little bit of information about just your week here at Bear Lakes, and then we're going to get into a bunch of stuff. But tell me about your current week.
1: So I, I played with uh, one of my old sponsors. Uh, his name's Keith Easton. Um, we uh, we had, you know we always have fun. We don't necessarily have a chance. He's about a six handicap. Um, you know, if he plays good, he may make one or two birdies around. So if he does that we may have a chance if I make five or six and we don't bogey the same hole, which we tend to do a lot of the time. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, our scores sometimes are not as low as maybe they should be, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, this is always a great, like you said, fun event, kind of the, almost to the off season. And it's always something good to, to come and play in with the opportunity to, you know, you never know. You may, uh, hit the right shot at the right
0: time well you did hit the right shot at the right time so we're here um we, we are here also with scott turner he's the owner operator of the my golf tour he was episode 51 so if you're listening and you want to go catch that episode it is uh, at the back of the range.com that's episode 51 and so this is a pro scratch event yesterday was the it's it's best ball for both rounds correct yeah okay so yesterday you said hitting the right shot at the right time just to kind of level set and giving listeners an idea what you're capable of Uh, I believe you had a a two on one hole uh, yesterday. Which hole was that?
1: Well, it wasn't a par three and it wasn't a par four. It was actually a par five.
0: Okay, so uh, doing the math, that's almost like a double eagle.
1: Yeah, almost. Okay, so uh,
0: what did you hit? What happened? Paint the picture on that one.
1: All right, well, we weren't really doing much. We were only two under and we were on our second to last hole. And I had kind of been waiting for that hole because it was kind of one of the only par fives that was... In my – for me, that was sort of gettable. Sure. Um, you could reach it in two if you hit a good tee shot. And I hit a great tee shot down the right side. Um, got down there. 220 – 223 yards. Okay. a uh, Little helping wind. Pin was up front. And these greens out here on the links course are so unduly. There's mounds everywhere. and you, Okay. I mean, you could hit a good shot that catches a mound and goes, you know, 30 feet away. Or you could hit a really bad shot and it comes – to a foot from the hole. Right. Well, I step up with a four iron, um, just hit it perfectly, uh, right at the hole. I mean, it was turning in a little bit, but it was never left the stick really, and uh, it disappeared. Then it showed itself again, and then it disappeared again. And we were all like, "What? What? Did it come up short? Right. Did it catch one of those mounds that I was talking about? Did it go long? Where is it?" Oh, whatever. I hit a good shot. You know, we weren't doing much. We were only a couple under. So we start driving up and there's two guys that are short, uh, short of the green, two balls that are short. We don't know whose they are. Right. And then my, the guy I'm playing with, he had a wedge shot from like 90 yards and he hit it up there. So we start walking up and we're now we see the ball in the green from my partner and the two balls that are short. So I, I'm like, ah, it's got to be one of mine. It's got to be. It must have hit short. Right, and came back. That's Peeled why it back. disappeared. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, they start walking up. They grab, they grab a wedge and a putter. The two other guys that we're playing with in the other group, and they're walking up and they look down at their ball and oh, oh, this one's mine. Mm-hmm. The other guy goes, oh, this one's mine. I'm like, where could my, where could this golf ball be? And in the back of my head, I'm like, it was right at the hole. Could it have gone in? Maybe, but. Right. So we walk up, and, and the the front edge of the hole was just, just torn out. Destroyed. I mean, it was destroyed. There was all – you could see it when we were about just to the front of the green. And we started getting closer and closer, and the guy's like, man, I think it's in. And we got right up to it, and sure enough, the ball's sitting in there, cups blown out, dirt down in the bottom of the cup. And I'm like, it's crazy. So we went – we all went nuts. It was even the guys and my, the other two guys that –
0: Weren't even on my team. First, was, first double eagle. I'm assuming.
1: No, actually. Oh, yeah. this this this
0: guy. <laughs> no, this guy I here, know it's, this guy here. Well,
1: it's funny. Uh, minor league tour. We played. Uh-huh. We were playing a three day event at Abacoa. I think it was in the second round, and the 17th hole there. You know, it's a driver and a hybrid. If when it was, if it's downwind, and it was downwind. Okay. And I hit it perfect and i ended up shooting i think i shot like 63 that day yeah well who doesn't (laughs) anyway um, (laughs) well usually you do that stuff when you're not playing that good like i did yesterday it doesn't always happen when you're playing really good
0: (laughs) okay so if you're listening this guy can play Uh, we've established that just check that off the podcast done uh one-on-one list um as you said you've had a you've had a crazy few weeks so You've, you've had status on the PGA tour. You've had status on the web. You you're 40, 40, 40 years old. Um, you have been around for years. You've played a lot of the minor league tour as a buffer to when you're going to go to Q school. So it's, it's in the, in between of it's, it's your professional career. It's what you're trying to do to accomplish. We're going to talk a little bit about the past, but I really want to hit on what you've done in the last several weeks as a Anyone that follows golf knows uh web.com tour Q school finals were just in Arizona. If anyone followed that, you see the absolutely insane scores that were shot out there. I think the winning score was about 25 or 26 under. Yeah. And I that's 26. And that's four rounds of golf. Yeah. So you you get through first stage, second stage, you're at finals, you shoot 68, 69, 71. That's where you're standing after three rounds. You're well outside the the cut. You have to get 45 guys advance. 40 now. 40, I'm sorry. you lowered it. Okay, so 40 <laughs> guys. Yeah, because, you know, why make it easier? Not so yet. 40 guys will advance, and there's different tiers. You know, the medalists will get com- full access to the tour. Then you go down a list, and they'll get access to such, such and such many events. The bottom tier is guaranteed at the first eight events for the web. You're at 68, 69, 71. You're, you're back. Can you walk me through from that point to when you tee it up for your final round?
1: Yes. I I. It was funny. On the third round, I just could not get anything going. And I actually made about an eight-footer for bogey on the last hole.
0: To shoot 71. To shoot
1: 71. And I, and I said to my caddy, I said, that was a big putt. I needed that one to stay under par for the day. And I knew, you know, we knew what the number was after the first two days. Everybody had played each course once. Right. The number was at nine. Anybody that follows tour golf knows usually you can double whatever that number is, and that's probably pretty close to what it's going to be at the end of the
0: week. So what you're saying is that you looked at the entire field, and the cut number was on nine. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, if I'm going to make the cut, I need to shoot 18 under for four rounds. Yes. And at that point, you were at eight under. Eight under. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I said that was a big putt. Right. And, you know, you go through, you know, the life of a professional golfer is difficult anyways, but I'm out there by myself. My caddy does his own thing. I do my thing. So you, we had, you know, a lot of hours – From when I finished that last hole Mm -hmm. till the next morning when it was time to tee off again. And you have to figure out what the heck to do to not think about it too much, but think about it enough. Right. So you can kind of know what you need to do. I knew I needed, I thought nine under for that last day would be good enough. Right. It ended up being 10. But what happens is most times when you say, Oh, I got to shoot nine, ten under on the last day. You don't even sniff it. Right. So I've done a lot of, uh, work in my mental game and everything over the last three, four years to be ready for that position. Yes. I knew that was the number that probably need to be shot, but I've gotten better at putting it out of the picture, right. just in the back and not think about it. Um, you know, I went and practiced a little bit uh, after that. After the third round, I went and hit some balls. Not many putted it a little bit chipped because I didn't chip that good that that third round. Um, and then I and then I said, OK, that's it. So my caddy walked to the car, put him in. All right. Now, what do I do now for the rest of the night when I know the, I was so far out of it that it wasn't as bad as if you would have been Three, on the number. Right. Like if I would have been 14. And knew I only had, all I got to do is shoot, you know, four or five under. Right. Sometimes that's worse.
0: Sure. Because you're thinking, how could I not shoot three under? It's everybody's, right there. Everybody's
1: just... shooting six, seven under every day. How right. can you not shoot three or four under? So there was there was some of that involved. Right. And um, so I, you know, I, I just kind of did my thing. I did my normal thing. Went back, showered, iced my shoulder, iced my back. I did all the stuff I normally would do. Uh, went and had some dinner, talked to the family. Um, actually had a great sleep, got up at six the next day and okay, here it is. And I was probably the most calm I had been all, all week because I, like I said, I was so far out of it. Right. I knew what I needed to
0: do, but come on. Who shoots 62 for their livelihood on the one day that you absolutely have to go shoot 62. Exactly.
1: And I've been doing this long enough where. Yeah, right. maybe I've done it every once in a while, but I've never had to shoot that kind of score. You know, oh, I had to shoot sixty-seven that last day, and and that was amazing. You know, or, or, but a sixty-two, you do, know, it was. Do
0: just... you ever, fr- from when you signed for your card for the seventy-one to when you teed up sixty-two, did it ever enter your mind what you were going to be doing next year if you didn't, if you didn't make that? Did that thought, did you ever go down that rabbit hole of many times? Okay,
1: but. This is one of the things with my new th- my my mental work that I'm working with a, a, yep. a new therapist. Who are you working with? His name's John Denny. Okay, guy okay. has turned my whole mental game around. Okay, um, he's worked with Lexi Thompson. He's worked with a, a number of people. Sure. Okay, there's a new thing when if you st- once you start thinking of the bad thing, which is, what if I don't shoot 60? Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Right. I quickly. Get it out. I quickly get it out with good thoughts of happiness or I'm a spiritual man. For me, it's God is with me. God is with me. Whatever you know, whatever it needs to be for some people, for right. me, that's what it is. And then it just it goes away, fades away until the next time it comes back. And you say, Oh my God, if I don't shoot sixty two tomorrow, what am I gonna like? I, I I'm in trouble because this, you know, to be honest, this was pretty close to maybe being the last try. I I, I got a lot of debt. A lot of things going on. Sure, um, it was it was pretty close to maybe being the last the last ditch effort here. Okay, um, so it was hard to keep throwing that stuff back into the back burner every time it would come through my head. But with this new way of thinking,
0: it worked. It worked. And when you're out there, so you you birdied the your final five holes, birdied six out of your last eight. So that's six under. You shot ten. You really didn't have a whole lot going on the front. So I guess again, this isn't like you came out of the out of the shoot super hot, where you say, "Hey, I got it." Every hole that you're making a par,
1: it's just getting every further every and further par
0: away. right. Every par. When did it click? Where okay, I have something here, and then then you and you also have no reason to protect what you have going right. Right. Well, it was at, what right? I mean, you shoot sixty-seven, doesn't really mean much.
1: No, sixty-seven doesn't mean much. Nowadays, if I'd have shot sixty-three, that doesn't mean much either. Even missing by a shot nowadays, it doesn't necessarily right. It, you might not see a start on the web, which is you can't. I can't even unbel- believe right. it. But that's sort of the new way they have it set up. There's so many guys that are members of the tour; they just don't have enough spots to go around. Right. So. I would say I made on 11. Um, I made a putt that I putted in the practice round. Um, I got there three days early uh, or four days early, and I hit a. I was there was a lot of weird putts. It's not like playing here. Um, I enjoy playing here because I yeah. can see the Bermuda gra- the grass. Yeah, you're a native. You're a native South Florida guy, native. in
0: this and qu- this thing for your livelihoods in Arizona with. Mountains and it breaks towards here and then this. And And, yeah,
1: and And you're looking at a hill that's at the back of the green, but somehow the putt goes towards that hill. So, but and this was that putt. It was about 25 feet. I didn't hit, I hit a good drive on that hole and I had about a nine iron and I didn't hit a good nine iron. It was 25, 30 feet left of the hole, but I knew the putt. I got there, I, I opened my book, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, that's right. This is that one that there's no way it can go left, but it goes about. Yep. a ball left and i stood up to it probably the most confident of any putt all week and i poured it right in and that was i kind of if i was starting to get anxious that just took it right down it was like sure. okay how awesome is what how awesome is that what i just did on a hole and a pin placement that i knew they would use i i there was no way i would have made the putt if that would have been my first time hitting it.
0: And that's your birdie on 11. And then you go, you yeah, go, well, you go dry for, for two more holes. Two more
1: holes. I make an amazing up and down out of the bunker on a par three. Okay. I mean, just hit not, not that good of a shot. Like, again, like you said, there wasn't this, like, I'm on fire today. I no. can't miss a shot. And that was not the case I at mean, all. I you
0: basically door to 62.
1: Exa- you're exactly right. I made a bogey early. I made a bogey on the fourth hole of the day after oh. two two birdies and then this a lot of times it's a bogey for me sure. I, I hit a bad tee shot after I, I make the birdie that I need to make to get to six and now or, or get to five and I'm like man okay I'm kind of close now I, I'm getting closer this right. is and then I hit this shot and I'm like oh my gosh you gotta be kidding me and I hit a great bunker shot and make little downhill five footer for par and I was like okay that that was big right. but I'm running out of time sure the next hole is a really short par four, I bomb a drive, I have 45 yards left. I don't get that up and down. Now I'm like, well, I needed, I like, I needed that one. Uh, that would have been, that's the one. Right. But, you know, my dad said this to me at first stage this year. He caddied for me. My brother and him kind of went off and on caddying for me at first stage this year because okay. I had a back issue right before. So they were like, oh, we want to come out and help you. You don't need to be pushing your pull push cart with you. Right. Or whatever. Okay. But he said, "I've never seen you so calm when you're not playing that good." And it's a true. There was something in me at first stage. I mean, I I I was so far out of it at first stage; it wasn't even like I, there was no chance. And he goes, "You never looked anxious or worried that something wasn't going to start happening." And I felt exactly that way when those five holes started. I, there was it's so, it's it's you know it's just the way things are going for me right now and I'm gonna ride it for you, as long you absolutely as I have can. to.
0: So before we we get into what you getting through, you made it on the number you shoot sixty two, yeah. um you shot low scores like this your entire career. Are you relieved at that point? Are you excited? Are you celebrating? Because literally you didn't win anything. Yeah. I mean, you won a card. You yeah. won the ability to go chase it on the web for a guaranteed first date events. Yeah. But I know that your first date events that you're playing in, it's not right around the corner. Um, you're going, yeah. <laughs> you're going to, let's see, Bahamas, Bahamas, Panama, Colombia, Mexico, Louisiana, Savannah, Mississippi. Yeah. So you get it on your card. Are you excited? Are you, what's your emotion there?
1: Well, I was I was super excited right. after that happened. Uh, the thoughts of, of those things didn't start until literally I got home and people started texting me. Have you booked yet for Bahamas? I, I, have you booked your flight yet? It, right. I'm like, it's a day. I just got home. I, just, I, I, I mean, I take the red eye home to get back so I can do play a pro-am at medalist the next morning. So, and the guys are telling guys are saying, Well, you got a book, you got a book, you gotta book it now. And I'm like, right. What I just I, I just I, I just got
0: I, it. I'm wearing yesterday's clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean,
1: I, I, I didn't sleep I haven't slept yet. So and they were so then then it starts, oh, okay. Now we're sort of back to reality here. Okay. Uh, I gotta book this stuff. I know it's gonna be a fortune. Right. I don't have really anything right now. Uh, As far as funds. Right. And uh, yeah, so it, you know, Scott and I have talked about this before, but that's the life of a professional golfer in, in what I sort, not, not every professional golfer, but someone who is in my position, that's what we deal with. There's these ups, but then there's all, sometimes if you haven't ever really won on the big tour or anything, you have these down times where it's. Oh that was so amazing but oh man okay I like it's amazing out
0: how- but it's but it gives you now it's it's like this amazing thing that happened to you but it also presents you with a handful uh, of problems another burden uh, right yeah so people and it's been really fascinating this year i mean i am just closing out the first year of this podcast and i've spoken with gosh professionals amateurs amateurs that play professionally and just the the aspect of not understanding what it goes what goes into playing professionally and doing this for a living so just to kind of step back have a little fun and tell a couple fun stories you've been playing professionally for about 20 years now off the top of your head can you think of the worst lodging situation you've ever had while traveling and playing professionally
1: did you hear about this somehow or something for that question to come up? Because Steve it wasn't listen. that long ago.
0: Steve, I'm a professional golf pad- podcaster with at least you know one year experience, and I bought these microphones at Radio Shack before they went out <laughs> of business. I know what the hell I'm doing, Steve. Oh. So you and your 62 Love. and jarned four irons that may be good with what you're doing, but over here on this okay. side of the table, All right. I got my shit together. Well, so let, let's let's let, hear about your your worst lodging experience. I-
1: I think I'm going to surprise you because maybe if you have heard something, I don't I think you heard this. I have heard this story, but okay.
0: something told me I should ask this two question. 2 years
1: 2 years ago, I was condition uh, 2007 t- what was it? 2016, I was conditional on web. Okay. I had finished 88th on the money list the year before, so that gave me partial, you know, status. So I was getting into everything. If I got into something, it was last minute. Okay. I got into the Bahamas event. Uh, last minute, it, like literally three days before the event, fly down there. You know, didn't play good. Then, about two months later, they had the event in the Dominican, which is now a PGA Tour event right. on the same golf course. Yep. And I had been there the year before, so I knew. But I got in literally like, same thing. I was playing a minor league event down at Emerald Hills, and I'm on the golf course, and I get I get a call. I was probably on the ninth hole. Oh, your second alternate. Oh, okay. All right, great. Uh, I finished the round. I have another another voice. Your first alternate. Oh, geez. Okay, so now I got to figure out how the heck am I gonna get down there. Fort Lauderdale. This is Florida. Monday. Fort yeah.
0: Lauderdale, Florida, on Monday. Trying to get down to play the following weekend in the Dominican Republic.
1: Yeah. No, of course nothing booked because you are not going. There is no way I am going. First off, I am not gonna get in. Right. Not this many guys are. I was I was twentieth alternate like three days before. Right. So no, you are not gonna start booking stuff. Well. I get in the car after I listen to the voicemail. I think we had a playoff. I had a playoff with with Jimmy Lytle, and uh, I won the playoff. But then I get in the car, start driving. Here comes the call. You're in. Okay, great. Oh, this is great. You know, I, I want to. I need to play. Uh, I'll make it work. I'll get down there. Um, so yes, please count me in to play. And then there's that. You know, there's that excitement for literally it was like a minute, and then it was. Oh. oh gosh, how am I going to pay for this? All right, I got to call my wife. Uh, you know, we had, I guess we had just sort of, well, had we just had our third, yeah, we may have just had our third kid and she's she's dealing with her and all this stuff, whatever. Um, no, she was pregnant with her now that I'm thinking of the time. So she was pregnant with our third child. And uh, so I get on the phone with her, okay, I got to figure out how to get there. So I call PGA Tour Travel. They get me a flight and they're like, there's no rooms left at the host hotel. There's no rooms left at the other host hotel. There's nothing. There's a there's you can stay for one night. I think it was I could stay Wednesday night at the host hotel, but then there was no rooms for Thursday, Friday. Then there was one room for Saturday, so and just... those were three hundred and fifty dollars a night, by the way. Okay. So, so I said, well, I guess let me get those first, and i so secure those for me, and then when I get down there. When I get to the Dominican Republic, I will figure out where I'm going to stay.
0: I mean this this sounds like a great idea.
1: I mean, there's no. I, I, mean, mean, I don't know. There's mean,
0: who who hasn't said wrong. yeah. Who, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> no. Who has never? Who has? I mean, who hasn't said? As soon as I find myself in a foreign country, yeah. I'll find a place to stay.
1: Unbelievable. So okay, the one the the one person at tour travel said, listen. You go to the front desk at the host hotel. I know they have these apartments off site that they're also using. Right. And maybe one of those you can get in. So keep the room for Wednesday and Saturday. But if one of these is available, you do it. So I fly Tuesday morning to Dominican. Sure. That was maybe afternoon. I get in. I go to the hotel. No, we don't have any rooms here. You know, you have a room I know for Wednesday. We do have a place. That, I mean, this took forever. I'm saying how fast it went. Yeah, I, I was standing there for an hour while they right. tried to find something for me. Right. And they're like, okay, we have an apartment um, that you can have for the whole week. And I'm like, oh, great. So, cancel me for Wednesday. Cancel me for Saturday. I'll stay there. Okay, we're going to shuttle. We can shuttle you over there. Blah, blah, this whole thing. Okay, uh, how does the courtesy cars, do they pick you or the the... Curt- there's,
0: shuttle service There's
1: shuttle service that takes you from the host hotel to the golf course right will they come and pick me up how will i get from that apartment to the hotel that does me? Pick- um uh, well yeah well i don't know i don't know how you're gonna uh, you'll have to figure that out i'm like oh okay I mean, i've done this for a long time i i yeah i was freaked there's, always out. There's, there's always a way there's always a way. yeah i was freaked out but i i i got it i'll figure it out okay well so the, they get me there and now He's it's telling me that
0: there's a donkey involved where well, you're riding him. Is there a burrow where, there are animals? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> there are animals. I
0: can't wait to hear this. Go ahead.
1: So <laughs> so we get so I get I get to this place. Now uh, the guy says, If you want to go to the golf course, I can take you right now. I said, Okay, I just want to go putt for a little bit. It's Tuesday. Tournament starts Thursday. Sure. So so I go, I get back. I go to sleep, I wake up in the next, the next morning, it's Wednesday, I'm going to go play a practice round. I get a call while I'm playing the practice round. The owners of the apartment that you were staying in have decided to come home. And you need to get out of that apartment within the next couple hours. But we have something else for you. Don't
0: you worry, we got you figured out. <laughs> we got you another spot. Were you, by the way, were you basically illegally squatting at this apartment? And they <laughs> I just, might have and been. They just didn't tell well,
1: you. Well, don't squatters don't pay anything. I paid two hundred and fifty nights, oh, two hundred and fifty bucks for the first night at this place. So I don't, I don't okay. know. That, it's a different yeah, type of squatter. It's, got, a, kinda, it's a bad squatter yeah, you got <laughs> who has there. to pay. All right, so you, you so get out of there. I go back, so I get back to this place. I gather up all my stuff. Somebody comes takes me to this other place. I have to return the key. Now I'm even further away. I say, you got to take me to the airport. I got to get a rental car. So this is Wednesday. This is literally like the, the event's about to start. And they, so I'm in this new place, whatever. And they, they take me to the airport. I get a rental car back. Now it's, you know, nine o'clock at night. I've, I get into bed and there is the biggest frog I have ever seen in my life in the bathroom which is right next to the bed. Like the, there there is a little doorway with no door to into the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like I I don't like frogs. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay. I don't like frogs. I don't really like snakes. Breaking I don't news really here like the lizards. Range
0: Golf podcast.
1: Amphibians are okay. not my friends. Gotcha. Okay. I know they're not going to, you know, attack me. Well, I, I don't know that, don't actually. That's why chances. I'm scared of them. Okay. Anyways, this guy is big and he's right there. I'm like, I can't. How am I going to sleep time? I fell asleep on the couch in the living room at 3 a.m. I had, I think, an 8 o'clock tea time. Get up. Go through my warm-up routine. Do all that. Get to the golf course. Come back. They have whoever the housekeeping was or whatever has opened windows. There is bugs now everywhere in the room. I go nuts. I I didn't play that good the first day. I'm there now and I'm like, I'm getting out of here. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? I call the hotel. Somebody is left. You can now come over here for $350 a night. Of course. But you can come here. So. I say you got it. I got to get out of here. I can't do this. So now I get there. I keep the rental car at the hotel, and it was just a nightmare. One thing after another. Like I get this great opportunity, and then you it was one bad thing after another. And never uh, should have gone right. I mean, I spent probably. I think that week they wouldn't give me a discount on anything. Or anything. I, I, I went to the office. People, I said, you get this is ridiculous. You, you put me in a place that you say I can have for the week. And then you say the owner's coming back. Then you put me in a place with wildlife yeah. all over.
0: That comes. That's, that's,
1: yeah. I, I guess it comes with the territory. With, yeah. I don't know.
0: So this is a great story, but it also <laughs> illuminates the other fact that if people are watching professionals on the PGA Tour web, whatever, and they think they got the clothing deals, they got the travel <laughs> deals, and they're on corporate jets and stuff like that, um, you have eight tournaments coming up. Can you maybe explain or anticipate or even project how, what the cost of something like that is before you ever tee it up and, and you have to make a cut to make any money. Mm-hmm. So for people that think, man, this guy just shot 62, this is fantastic. He's going to be on the web. He's going to he's one step closer to the PGA tour. What does it look like for you for the next eight events as far as a financial commitment to even just get there so you can recoup cost and keep yourself on that list where you get more conditional starts
1: yeah more starts um yeah it's it's going to cost a lot and i've done it like i said i've done it long enough for over the years i know how much it costs and you spend a lot of money out there on tour i mean if if you have a week where say you missed the cut you're going to spend anywhere i mean the caddies now are costing a thousand dollars just if you that's if you missed the a cut they're just a thousand bucks Hotels, you can you know you can get cheaper hotels. You can, sure. Now they got all this other stuff. Uh,
0: Airbnb's, there's, yeah, there's and, there's tons know.
1: of things, but you still got to rent a car, um, you got to eat. I mean, there was most years on the web, you could spend anywhere from fifty to eighty thousand. That's just in your expenses. So the problem with that is guys that have a pretty solid year out there and maybe make eighty five thousand dollars and they keep their card for the next year. Squirt. they have basically not made a dime and that's the case all the time now i get it we're trying to find these amazing golfers that are the leading money winner they win two times they make 300,000 there's always stories like that there's always guys that do that right now for whatever reason they've been able to do it and i haven't yet but so i've had a lot of those years where you make 85 and you just spent 70 Sure, and it's it's not. It, you think it's a good feeling because you're staying out there and you're getting another year, but it's really you. You really sometimes you're in the negative when it's all said and done right. after you've paid your bills and you've paid your mortgage and you paid everything like that. So, as far as these first few events, I was looking up the rooms. I mean, the, they You know, I don't want to. They really should have held some rooms for us sure. guys that. Got their card out there, of course. Because the guys that are that kept their card from last year, booked early. They booked three months ago, and they got all of the. I say cheap. They got the they least got the room expense. block.
0: They got the room block that they had exactly. reserved. Exactly, right. and
1: and you know those you can deal with those prices. Now yeah. I'm looking. The only the one hotel that I that I'm probably going to end up is 255 bucks a night. That's before tax. So. You go for seven nights. That's three hundred. I mean, you're already in almost over two grand, just on your hotel. You're basically
0: looking between your caddy, your car, your flight. At least five grand an event.
1: These Bahamas ones, yes. Now Panama, Colombia, much fine. Yeah, I've been there plenty of times. I've played those events a lot.
0: A lot of frog sanctuaries well, down there geez. in Panama, yeah, Colombia.
1: Well, the rooms are. I don't know. Some the rooms are better <laughs> you, there. For you didn't play. Know. You didn't go to UF, did no. you? There <laughs> no, you go. No, no chance not. of that. No. Um, but, but anyway, so, but those two weeks, fine. You can manage those. So you, you know, you figure out ways to do it, but these first two, now it's great to go to the Bahamas, but it is not a vacation. No. I well, mean, it's a, well, you spend about as much as a vacation, right. but it.
0: Well, and it's fascinating because, you know, I look at this schedule that you have coming up here. I'm thinking, man, that's a cool, like Latin America golf trip and hitting Louisiana and Savannah is a cool city. Do you even get excited about the fact of where you're going? You're going to work.
1: Yeah. It, That's that's a good question because there is, the last few years, uh, work. Yeah, it's become that more. This year, I don't plan on having that feeling. I'm gonna try my best to enjoy where I'm at. Right. Because two years ago or last year, I wasn't in that position. Um, I think, and that's just that's another mental thing. You know, I'm learning, and it's that that's fine. But yes, for. I got, I got status. I may, uh, what was it? It must've been 2015. I had full status in 2015 and it was such a job because I was so freaked out about
0: every if, little thing. If, the money. Right. I
1: can't, I don't have, I don't, I can't afford, I didn't have a, I had a sponsor that wasn't staying on board. And, um, yeah, it's, it is, it becomes that,
0: but it, You don't, you You don't want it. No, you want, you don't, you never want to say to someone, I got to go, I got to go play golf now in the Bahamas. I got to go work.
1: Yeah. I got to go to the Bahamas to play this tournament. Oh no. It's gotta be, it's going to be expensive. Right. And it's not where I would choose to go, but I'm going to be excited I'm going to go give it my all and I'm going to do the best I can. Absolutely. You know, but that's, yeah.
0: You mentioned sponsors. Um, they come in handy because you need the uh, support, the financial support to get yourself in a position to make it to the next level. Without that, you just, you, you need that financial assistance. Um, how much does that affect your mentality when trying to go do your job, knowing that it's not just you, but you have a sponsor? How do you even find sponsors? I mean, do you, is it just relationships?
1: Well, the first one I had right when I graduated college he used to he was my old all-star baseball coach okay. and we stayed close with his family and I got done with college I had a good senior year and I had said that I wanted to try it he goes okay I'll give you a little bit to get started sure and I had him for 6 years and we did the same thing it was always a small amount but it was enough to sort of you know get you started for the year right um and then the other one is uh, through my coach, okay. I met somebody, and then playing in this actual event that we're at here today, the scratch, the pro scratch at Bear Lakes, I met my my most recent sponsor uh, when we played together, and he was with me for about three years, three right. four years. So, um, but the last three years, I haven't had anything, and it's it's tough. It's tough because of what you have, like we just talked about, how much you know you have to somehow set aside. To pay for the year and it's just unless you're winning and unless you're finishing top five and that's what people don't understand is that we're not all you know rich all... and we're not all having the time of our life right and you know going to ruth's chris for dinner every night and and all these things i mean there's nights when you're having wendy's because you're trying to save as much as you can and that's not what you should be eating right before you have to go walk 18 holes and play in a tournament i mean you can and i've done it and sure i've played okay doing it but the guys that are really you know they they have help the guys that i i mean they have help somewhere right wherever it comes from um but i'll most relate most of them are just through relationships that you know, know somebody um i have you know I'm, I'm keeping my options open right now like i'm i'm actively looking and sure. speaking to people that I know, people that I've played in ams with in the past. Um, it, does your business maybe want to help you know, anything. And, you know, nothing's come up yet, but again, I've been, I mean, I've just, since I got this status, it's been a week. I mean, it was this time last sure. week when I was probably making the last putt on the last hole in Arizona to get it. Right. And I've been nonstop since then. So I haven't really had a time other than just texting people, emailing people, talking every once in a while to some people about, is there any possibility of this happening? Because sure. I got to start booking flights. Right. Absolutely. And if not, I'm just going to be, you know, like we're, last night, my wife and I were, we're going through the credit cards and how much do we have left on each one? Like, where can I put the hotel? Where can I put the, you know, the flight? So it as much as it's so exciting to be back out there, right. there is a lot that I'm thinking about right now. And it, it stinks.
0: And, and you got to be
1: thinking about golf.
0: Exactly. Right. You have to think about playing yeah, golf. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about golf fans see that someone has status or they miss a cut or they, they, they drop off a tour, then they reappear. Everyone may think that, okay, well that guy didn't get through Q school this year. And then, um, you know, next year they go, just go to Q school. Well, it's not like you sit out for 12 months and just, you know, watch the PGA Tour on TV, and then, okay. So we're going to speak about how important it is for the minor league golf tour, especially being here in South Florida, you're a South Florida guy. How do you approach playing the the minor league golf tour? Is it, again, an extension of, well, this is a job, i got to go play this Tuesday event at Abacoa? Are you mentally working on things? Is a part of your, your, you know, explain to me what your thought process is playing this the minor league golf tour
1: well it is definitely a job right this is this is my job it's professional golf right and whenever i can play i try to play gotcha it's just like any any other job now there's days when i won't play because i feel like i need to go work on something gotcha. so i go practice and as far as like you said the guys that don't make it through q school and what are you doing all year until the next time there's q school yeah, we are You're playing uh, We anywhere are grinding you can. and trying to figure out a way to pay the next bill to um, get your game to a place where that, and when that next year comes around, you are ready and there is nothing that's going to hold you back from getting through. And I mean, I've said it to Scott many times and that's where that minor league tour, um, it has just been, for me, it's been a godsend because- I don't know what I I don't know if I would have been able to keep going for as long as I have without
0: it. Because right, you mentioned that well the, earlier this year you won one of their Q School series events which paid for your Q School entry fee. Right. So right. if you have to go back and think about that event right there, that event probably is just as important as your 62 in oh. the in the web final.
1: Oh, for sure cuz cuz that's that's uh, $5,000. That has to be put on a credit card right. to pay for a chance at Q School. And Scott puts on an amazing, he does it four or four, five times a year, where we have a chance to put up some money, and if we win it, you got Q School paid for. And I mean, it is,
0: I mean, we talked
1: about it, the burden that's lifted when you know that $5,000 for Q School doesn't have to be on a credit card, because we all know how hard it is to get through school. Right. Sometimes that five thousand is just like, oh, here, PJ Tour, here's five thousand. It's a donation. I'm just gonna donate five thousand dollars to right. you because I'm a nice guy. That's basically what I've done a lot of years. You know, I may make it through first or you know, but then miss it second. And even if okay, I make it through first and second, then go to finals and and and, and maybe don't play as good, it's the same thing. Sure. So uh it's it's huge. It's huge to have those for for myself and for other guys that are in the same boat right i mean it's you don't see it very often there's not there's nowhere else i'm sure there's tours that have this kind of thing but sure it's this one this one's been amazing for me like i said um all
0: right so just to kind of illustrate the scores and what you're doing during the year when you're not on a tour where people are maybe seeing what you're doing on the web or whatever you're like i believe you're about uh either number two or number three in career earnings on the minor golf tour passed over 200,000 recently. You've won over 70, 70, over 70 wins, but just to illustrate these are a couple of three month stretches over the last couple of years, May, 2017 for about three months, you won six out of 17 events with a scoring average of about 68.7. And then this year leading up to going to, to Q school, um, you win 11 out of 25 events. That's, you know, I'm going to try and do the math right, but that's, ju- yeah, just about half. Um, and then a scoring average of 67.1. I mean, and everyone that's reading that and listening to this saying, how is this guy not just kicking the hell out of people on the big tours? So,
1: yeah, I know. Well, you just said it. Now I'm thinking, why am I not kicking the heads into everybody? Else <laughs> okay. Up? Well, hey, but we're, we're going to the ask, yeah. ask the tough. We're going to ask the tough questions. No. But there so, is yeah. there there whatever it may, whatever that is, or or whether it's a nerves thing, or whether it's um you know a financial thing. How that, much
0: of it is is just being local and playing Bermuda all the it's time? It's Big. Yeah,
1: it's a big part. I mean, since I've been playing the game, I've played a lot of the golf courses that that we played, that we play on the minor league tour. Right. But I don't care how well you know a place. The, most of those wins were by one. I right. shot a 62. Somebody else shot a 63. I shot a 64. Somebody else shot a 65. It's not like I, you know, no, I'm, I'm you know, we're, right. we're trying to figure out where that is. And that, that tour is so competitive right now with young kids That are coming out of college, that maybe just haven't had a chance to go to Q school yet, or they're they they move here. They move from you know the Northeast to like I want to play. I want to be a professional. I got to find something to play in. They're hearing about the minor league. They come down here, and these kids are hungry, and they're fighting. And yes, I have an advantage on some of these golf courses, Mm -hmm. but I still feel the same nerves when I step up on the 17th hole and I have a one shot lead, and I know you know, so-and-so, you know, new young guy out of college is on 18 with, you know, probably going to have a chance for birdie. So I'm probably going to be tied. And I know that there's a big difference between first and second. If I'm first is eight hundred dollars yep. Second might be 500 or 450. What's, that's the, a, that's
0: what, a, what's the biggest thing that you saw this year at Web Q school finals? that is different than what you've seen in maybe five years ago or 10 years ago, the scoring that's kind of an anomaly because it, I mean, you don't normally see people mm-hmm. winning at 2600. Mm-hmm. They're great players, but you know, maybe the course conditions, yardage, things like that. Or is there something that you're seeing different this year that you just maybe didn't see five or 10 years ago?
1: Yeah. I mean, the kids now have no fear. Okay. I played with a kid in the first round, well, the first two rounds at finals, he's still in college uh I'm gonna butcher his name Braden Thornberry I yeah. think he goes to Ole Miss he
0: he just turned pro did he turn pro he okay because he was
1: saying he wasn't going to turn pro unless yep. he okay yep. so he turned pro
0: he won the NCAA uh um, individual championship I believe two years ago
1: right okay so this kid just freewheeled it the whole time a great game but it didn't look like there he had a care in the world and That's what, that's the difference between someone, not just me, but some of my age who has had the heartaches and the, the close calls, young guys, they don't have that. And it's different now because how they're grooming them. When I was in college, we didn't get groomed to go be professional. Like these guys are now. I mean, I graduated in 2000. I don't remember what year all this started, but these kids are coming out and it's like they've been on tour for four years already because they they were groomed at college playing amazing golf tournaments traveling all over the place playing against other amazing players playing the best golf courses i mean we used to play muni courses for tournaments when i was in college right. i mean it's it's not even that is the that if there's anything that's the biggest difference whereas these guys they show up now and they could care less who i am who anybody is they go and they do their thing. And, and this kid, I mean, he shot 10 under the first day, you know, and then he, 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 ended up not making it. That's where, that's where, what I've done. I have, I know that it's a long race at Q school, right? It's not just that one round. So I knew like, even after I kind of went down a little bit, six, whatever it was, 68, 69 and 71. There's always a chance. Always a chance. And it's a long race, you know? And, even the year I got on the PGA tour I mean I shot I was leading after the first day it was the last PGA tour Q school and I shot 63 or 4 the first day and I was in the lead you know 6 rounds back then to get your PGA tour card and I had never I had come close a couple times but never really and I did an interview right after and I and the guys like well you got to feel great that you're in I I said it's a long race long race I got a long way to go I'm just going to ca- try to keep doing what I can do and you know, I ended up finishing second that year. So, um, and getting PJ tour card. So there's that the question was, what's different? These guys are so groomed and ready that they
0: So it's maybe yeah. not so much about equipment or how far they hit it. It's more you think it's because they all hit it far. Everyone yeah. hits it far. No, everybody. So it's all it's all mentality yeah. where they're like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna go play golf.
1: Exactly. What, we're just playing golf. Oh, it's just what this course? Oh, geez, we played we played uh, uh Riviera this year for something, or we played the Island or, right. or we went to Hawaii and played and, I, and we're like, Oh, Oh, okay. And then, so this course that they played on that we played Q school on, I mean, they're not scared of it at all that, you know, there were some holes that I was was scared of in the practice. I'm like, man, I got to really think about this hole because you could make a big number here. And that's going to, it hurts them sometimes. Sure. But it, it also, they have this way about them, you know, and, you know, I've learned to overcome those holes that you're scared of. You either play them safe or you just figure out a way to get it in play or or whatever. But yeah, there's no, there's no real fear in these guys. And and that's one reason why the scores are so low, but the golf courses.
0: Boy, I love the, I love the lodging uh, story uh, with, with the, with the the reptiles. And and, and so I, I, I have to ask another similar question because, you know, when we had Scott Turner on the on the episode, uh, the infamous trail mix story where he went up to, uh, to Kinderloo at Valdosta and brought a buddy up and, and gave him 200 bucks for the week and, and said, hey, I'll cover your food. But they basically ate trail mix for an entire week. So um, can you tell me a, a the worst food story you may have had where uh, whether it's just nothing's open and you're just eating, you know, gas station burritos Mm. or. I wouldn't uh, eat. Yeah. So um, (laughs) can you think about Uh, a situation like that?
1: Well. (sighs) Wow.
0: Way too many probably.
1: Uh, Well, maybe, but I I don't know. I like to eat. So I plan my meals pretty well for the day, whether it's whatever it's going to be, whether it's going to be a lousy, eating day or if it's going to be a good eating day or if i'm going to skip lunch because i know i'm going to go somewhere good for sure dinner um but i've seen lots of guys mexico guys get sick every year and i don't know why they do it, it this is there is great food at the host hotel okay yeah it, you're gonna pay a little bit but we all know what can happen to you if sure. you eat the wrong thing in a different country yes Every year, there's always half the field goes to this taco stand that's right outside the hotel, and more than half of them get sick right at the beginning of the week. Do and you? some of them they they have to withdraw. Oh my god! But gosh. It, and I'm just like, what? You you gotta. What are you doing? You know. And, and they hear the stories like, oh yeah, my buddy last year got sick well, why would you go there and eat? You
0: gotta be, well, that, that's <laughs> Maybe why they got better. Nah, I don't, Maybe yeah, they, yeah. They cleaned yeah. up. A little yeah, I, I it, yeah. I looked at, yeah, I looked at it on, on El Yelpo and, uh, exactly. That's, that's racist. Yeah. I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah, that's yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. I looked on, I looked <laughs> yeah. on, I yeah. El Yelpo. I looked yeah. on Yelp and yeah, they've really, yeah, they've, they've improved. Yeah. Um, you can't really play golf in Latin America or Mexico without rain pants in your bag. Is that true or false? Oh, I always bring them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You have to. At you,
1: Panama, it rains at some point every time.
0: Yeah, I was actually going towards the you know you shit your pants. You get oh well, no, yeah. that's kind of the direction I was going. Oh gonna... yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's okay. No, no, you we're right. gonna well.
1: See, I would never. I don't because I would never do something like that right. to put myself in that.
0: You're you're a you're a veteran. Veteran, you're man. a veteran man. Wiley Wiley, Wiley veteran. veteran. You...
1: Not gonna go eat at the taco stand. I'm not gonna you know, wait to eat too long when all the restaurants in Panama are closed. No, I got it. I
0: got it. So you're, you're looking forward You got these eight events uh, uh, on the web. Um, You said you want to think positive about it. You want to think about, you know, the opportunities that lie ahead, not the, the details, the financial details that, that cause you to there, that you're going to have to deal with to get to that point. Um, What are, what's the one thing, what maybe what's the one person you're looking most forward to seeing? What's one of the the courses you're looking forward to, you know, what, what's something that's really got your eye like, man, I, I can't wait to get there.
1: I can't wait to get to Panama.
0: Okay. I've played good why, there. Why Panama?
1: Because I've played the, go- the okay. golf course. It's like playing here. Okay. It's windy as heck. Okay. The only difference is there's some hills, but it's so windy. The greens are hard as a rock. They're firm. Um, it's Bermuda grass. Yep. I can see every single putt, and I've played good there. A lot of times I've been down there probably seven, eight times. Okay. And I've had, you know, four or five top tens down there. So I like that golf course. It's not the best place to go as far as everything, because you're, you stay 45 minutes away. You got to take the shuttle in every day back and forth. Um, So as far as that, but as far as course that I'm, I'm ready to play again. I can't wait for that. I can't wait to go to Louisiana because there's two of my favorite places to eat. I uh, yep. I knew Louisiana. exactly where you're going with there's that. There's a there's a Mexican place that has the best enchiladas ever. Okay. I go there, you know, at least twice. What's, when the, na- I'm there. what's, the, what's the name of that place? Uh El
0: Torillo. All right. So so we're we're gonna put the links to these restaurants in the show notes of this podcast because I want them to know that you're coming. <laughs> Not to play golf as much, but mainly just to eat eat <laughs> f- eat food. Um so you've made this this amazing run the last several weeks. It obviously did not start a couple of weeks ago. You have great people behind you that you're working with. You've mentioned your mental coach. You've mentioned your. You have not mentioned your swing coach. So who are you working with? Tell me about what you've done recently.
1: I've I I've worked with Jeff Leishman. He's at Die Preserve. Yeah. I've worked with him for. I may be one of. I'm um, I'm one of the longest guys that he's worked with. I, we, okay. we started in 2009. I just squeaked through first stage in 2009 and I wasn't working with anybody. And I had heard about Jeff. He was working with some guys that I knew and uh, I called him and I said, I got through first, but it was, a I I need something. And uh, I just missed it second, but that year, but we, uh, we did so much right off the bat and it was little things. He's, you know, he's always been someone who is, works with what you have. He never tried to change my swing like some of the other guys I had gone to see. Right, um, and he—he's so smart. He reads everything. He—he has—he has knowledge about everything that comes up with golf okay. uh, swings. You know, TrackMan. I don't care about TrackMan, um, but he knows how to read the numbers and and look at all that stuff. And he—he he, you know he just he—he's just brilliant. Yep. And he is—he changed my life. Because well, that's the- I was never going to be on the PGA Tour without him. There's no way I would have ever got to the PGA Tour without him. So um, de- definitely. And like I said, I've been with him since '09. We uh, we we see each other, you know, uh, there's not much to work on. Not that I'm saying, oh, but I, we know, I know, I've worked with him for so long. I know when I'm doing something wrong right. and I know how to fix it. Okay. It's because of him. Right. Now, if it's, I, I always see him right before something big. Like I saw him before first stage. I saw him before finals. Um, so, you're you know, more, see you, him so
0: you're more checkups. You're not a lot.
1: Tune ups. Exactly. Tune ups and checkups. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. You're not, you're not. But what for the beginning, I was seeing him a lot. Like at, when we first right. started working out, we were working a lot. He comes out to the events a lot. Like when I was on tour, he spent the whole week with me at Hilton Head. And I was leading after the first two days. And had the best finish I had out there on the PJ tour with him out there all week, and it was just there's just a comfort when you have somebody who you trust out there with you, watching your every step, before the rounds, after the rounds, during the rounds, sure, and and seeing oh, and 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 building on that stuff. So um, yeah, he's been he's he's been amazing.
0: So uh, we have a segment at the back of the range that's called the quick bucket, casual and light, and just silly questions but i enjoy asking them and we've gotten to some serious topics during this episode so let's just completely eradicate all that nonsense and just have a little fun here so um would you rather see roy mcavoy win the u.s open in the movie tin cup so change the ending of that movie or would you rather completely eradicate the existence of caddyshack too i
1: you got to get rid of caddyshack too love it yeah
0: it Would you could. rather play a golf tournament without tees or without wedges?
1: Without wedges. Really? I got a lot of shots, man.
0: Okay, I got that, a lot of yeah. Shots. See, that's that's the veteran answer because everyone. <laughs> How am I going to
1: hit off the tee? Everyone, oh. everyone's,
0: Boy, got, everyone, everyone is I getting get, banging it, lot, and you break your driver. A lot out. of people are no. getting a lot of people are getting rid of the tees and just hitting two irons. They can't live without their wedges.
1: No, no I, I got, I got lots of. Lots
0: of shots. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Mm. Would you rather win a PGA championship or play on two losing Ryder Cup teams?
1: I'd rather win a PGA championship.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, Tiger Woods. I'm sorry. Jack Nicklaus won the Masters in 1986. We are sitting at Bear Lakes Country Club. I feel that we probably know where this answer is going to go. But Tiger, uh, Jack Nicklaus won the Masters in 1986. Compare that to a victory of Tiger Woods winning his fifth green jacket. Which would be the more substantial victory?
1: Oh, Jacks. Okay. I mean, I remember as a kid watching that. And you remember I, you remember how the Masters used to be. Of course. You didn't yeah. have internet. Nope. There was no internet. No front nine. And you waited no fr- all day long yep. for that coverage to start. And when that music started playing and they'd start showing the highlights, so-and-so's making a charge you were i, I i'm getting goosebumps right now just yep. saying it because i can remember those that 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 made me love that tournament yep. so much i mean everybody loves the tournament but i loved it so much more than than now there's just it, i get it you got to do it now you got to have all the coverage and i do like seeing all the holes and stuff but i remember man when they would come on right when that coverage starts and it's like Oh, Nick Faldo's making a charge here yep, today. Or, yep. And then when, when it was Jack making a charge on that yeah, Sunday. Everything just that, shut that down. Was just, oh, that was crazy. We've
0: talked a lot about the minor league tour. we talked all about the web, but, you know, I can't let you off the episode without giving at least one story from your time on the PGA Tour. This could be completely random to someone you played with, a place you played, just any fun anecdote about that. That's exactly where you're trying to get back to. Maybe something that you want to get back to, a tournament that you want to play again.
1: Well, first of all, the one that I can't wait to get back to is Pebble. Okay. I know a lot of guys don't like to go and play it because you got to play three courses and you got to put the Pro-Am and all that stuff. That place is magical. Yeah. All three of those golf courses we play, unbelievable. The first time I played Pebble was that for when I was on the PGA Tour. I cannot wait to get back there. That, that place is so special. Uh, I didn't even play that good, but it didn't, I didn't matter. I birdied the 18th hole in the tournament. It was just, just awesome. Just couldn't, couldn't have, uh, couldn't have been any better. Um, as far, I can't wait to play another U S open pebble this year. I am so fired up about that U S open. The, I played the open at Olympic and it was the, that was the best. That was in 2012, best experience yep. ever. Um, Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson. Yeah. yeah I shot one under in the third round, moved up the leaderboard, made the cut on the, made a 40 footer on the eight, on the last hole on Friday to make the cut on the number God. at eight over.
0: Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> yeah.
1: And two holes before I made a 50 footer for par to still t- to to stay keep it going. in got Yeah. Um, golly, something on tour. I mean, there was so much, I, the things that I remember most about the tour was how it finally I finally got to see I finally got to see how it really is. Right. When you're watching PJ Tour on TV, they're really only showing the guys that are birdie and everything. Right. Hitting every shot perfect. I am not going to name any names, but I played with so many guys that are PJ Tour winners and they hit a lot of bad shots a lot of the time. Right. And it just showed me for real, finally, it does not have to be perfect. And you draw oh. the
0: curtain back and you look at, you look by the curtain like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Cause you're thinking just everything everyone's sitting at oh. three ten down the middle. Oh my gosh. And, and I, just everything's And just... I
1: have Monday I had Monday into events before sure. and I played the open in 2012. So I, I I'd seen it. And I'd go and watch golfers and I'd see some bad shots, but until you're in there and I've listen, I've finally reached that pinnacle i'm on the tour i'm i'm pl- i'm actually playing with these guys full time and i'm like week to week and you're like this guy is hit- doing this and he's and he's you know multi-millionaire and i was like oh it kind of was a a calmness it was like sure oh i okay. don't have to be be a, be a, a world beater exactly you do not have to be perfect in that in that game on the pga tour because and even if you're not perfect for three weeks right it only takes one week out there and that's where a lot of those guys, they stay out there. They have three hot weeks a year, and they miss a bunch of cuts, but they could care less about the missed cuts. They're only playing for that.
0: They're playing to They're keep playing themselves in that ones. 60 to 100 range. And
1: Exactly. And three three top fives or three top eights will do it every year.
0: Before we close the episode, what is one thing that 40-year-old Steve LeBron would like to say to 25-year-old Steve LeBron?
1: What I just said, you don't have to be perfect at this game. I used to try to be so perfect with everything, and I didn't work hard enough on my short game when I was 20 20, as a pro because I hit it really good. But there, you learn that there's down times when you're not hitting it good. And if I I wish I would have worked. Steve, work on your short game (laughs) (laughs) when you're 25 a little harder. Don't sit on the range seeing how pure and how awesome you can hit low three irons into a little cubby that's on the driving range I can probably count on my hand how many times I had to hit that shot ever in my life right Not that many but if I would have just sat there and worked on some easy little chip and runs what you know who knows sure. so so I'm working on them now. gotcha. <laughs>
0: Well, Steve, I appreciate you joining. This is a this is a great, great episode, great insight. We will definitely get uh, get some mojo from the back of the range, uh, listeners headed your way as you uh, uh, start the the Steve LeBron World Tour on theweb.com, and and please, Expedia or Airbnb or Hotels.com, hook this guy up with a frogless hotel room and uh, and no more burritos and, uh, and don't drink the water. So, Steve, thanks for joining us and 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 we're going to follow you for the next uh, uh for the next year and and get you on the PGA tour.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: And there you have it. Our final episode of season 1. Special thanks to Steve Lebrun for joining us this week. We wish him the best as he chases down that PGA tour card. He's playing the first eight events on the web schedule. So make sure you tune in and follow him. Wish him well. Shoot him a message on Twitter. All of his contact information is in the show notes of this podcast. So for the final time in 2018, thanks so much for joining us here at the Back of the Range. We will see you next week for season two here at the Back of the Range.